0: Pastor Claudia Harden, Jr., and my beautiful wife inviting you to come worship with us. Everyone stand to your feet as we turn to the book of John, the ninth chapter, first to the third verse. John 9, one two, three. Elder, thank you for going through the beating with me. You did a good job. John 9, one two, three. Everybody wants to read it with me, but read it with conviction. Y'all look good, by the way. John 9, 1-3, ready, read. As he went along, he saw a man blind from birth. His disciples asked him, Rabbi, who sinned, this man or his parents, that he was born blind? Neither this man or his parents sinned, said Jesus, but his, go ahead and read it. Ready, read. So everybody read it one more time, ready to read, neither his, this man nor his parents sinned, said Jesus, but this happened so that the works of God may be displayed in him. I want everybody to say, say with me real loud, say stop surviving and start thriving in your disabilities. Have a quick seat, quick seat, quick seat. Listen, I come to the conclusion that we're not like regular churches. Not saying that I'm better, lesser than, but I come to the conclusion that we are different in this one thing. I believe other churches are the same way, but I'm not going to always get up here and preach a sermon that's going to make you feel real good in day. I, I got through studying on yesterday and I got up my office and my wife and said, Baby, I, I, I come find out we're different because how many of y'all would like to stop and just celebrate your last victory? you like know, every now and then just let's celebrate our last victory and have a good time, have a party. But God told me, He said, No, you gotta, every time you win one victory, it's time to go to the next victory. You win one victory, now it's time to go to the next victory. We have got to always get better because everyone say this with me, say if better is achievable, good isn't good enough. And I had one young lady tell me, she said, Bishop, and this is what you gotta realize. And I'm gonna tell you as you grow up and you do different things, know who you are so folks can't change you. I want everybody to say what we say, know who you are. So folks can't change you. This is why it's so important to date for a little while, because if you get married too soon, you're going to end up marrying somebody, and then you're going, you don't know who you are, and y'all are going to spend the next five years of your marriage trying to change one another. Somebody say amen. So, so this young lady told my wife, she said, man, I love y'all church. I love New Destiny. She used to be a member here. And she says, um, my wife said, why don't you come back? No, y'all push folks over there. And she comes to the conclusion that over here we do push people because in the day we going to push people because God is pushing me. And for every message, somebody say, "Bishop, gotta push me." Everyone say, "God," say somebody say, "Bishop, gotta push me," because God is pushing him. Y'all, we just came out of a sermon series. What was the last sermon series we just preached? Y'all don't forget. He yeah, had two weeks off. Y'all don't forget already. Somebody look at you. Know what's the last sermon series we was on? Don't blame God. Believe God. Somebody say, "Don't blame God." Believe God. That word don't blame means don't stop and look at God and ask him why. you got to believe him and keep moving. Someone say, don't blame God. Believe God. I'm like, God, now we're going to go into another series. God say, nope. we got to go another step. And this step is stop surviving and start thriving. That we're surviving, write the word surviving down real quick. Write the word surviving down. That word surviving by definition is to continue to exist Especially in spite of danger or hardship. Write that down. To continue to exist, especially in spite of danger or hardship. My God, we just got out of a series while I was pushing, pushing, telling people to stop doubting God, stop blaming God. And then what happens is we get to the point that we go through something so bad and we get into blame mode and we just shut down on God. And we don't do the things that God called us to do because we're going shut down mode. And now we're in a situation, and God is saying, stop surviving. Now, surviving is not shutdown mode. Surviving is, I'm not going to quit, but I'm not doing much more than this. Because every time I go forward, I get my butt busted. I get my head hit, and I get in a situation where it hurts. So, God, right now, I'm going to be happy with what I have. I know you keep calling me, but I'm not moving. I'm not quitting. I'm not like the brother to stop coming. At least I'm still coming. God says it's not over. I have another series I need to put you in. And the next one, we're gonna talk about defeating worry. We got a whole series on defeating worry. How many of y'all go through worry sometimes? The devil is making you worry, but God says worry is not of him. So we gotta defeat all these things so we can get where we are supposed to be. How many of y'all believe right now I'm exactly where God wants me at? And how many of y'all feel as though that you got more to go? Can we get there together? So we can't, we're gonna have a party when we get there. It's called heaven. But until we get to heaven, we're gonna keep on moving forward. Somebody say amen. Somebody say, stop surviving. Right down the word surviving again. Surviving means continue to exist, especially in spite of the danger of hardship. I went through danger, I went through hardship, so I'm just gonna exist. I went through I went through a divorce, I'm just gonna exist. I'm not gonna have another marriage. I I heard a lady say, I'm not getting married ever again. I'm gonna date all I want to, I'm gonna have sex with everybody I want to, but I'm not getting married again. Marriage is overrated. It may be, but it's command by God. It's better to burn than marry. Now, I ain't going to use like the old school and say, you're going to go to hell. I ain't going to say that. What did I say? I, I said it backwards. It's better to marry than burn. <laughs> I'm not going to say the old school churches, baby, that means you're going to go straight to hell. Because, no, it means it's better to, to marry than burn with lust. Now, once you, once you have sex, then that's when you and God are going to burn in hell. I ain't got nothing to do with that. I told you it's better to marry than burn with lust. And so that's why I got married, because I kept lusting her. And I said, if I'm going to lust you, I might as well go and marry you. Amen. Somebody say amen. Amen. Y'all are like preaching to a funeral day. Amen. (laughs) Somebody say stop. Somebody say stop. I can't talk. Somebody say stop existing. That means you got to a place in your life that I'm not going to do anything else that's safe. And somebody say and start thriving. Like the word thrive. The word thrive means to grow or develop vigorously. To flourish. To grow or develop vigorously or flourish. 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 To grow or develop vigorously or flourish. So, by definition, this title is saying, or this title is telling us: when you go through something that causes you danger or hardship, don't start existing. The enemy do not want me to obtain full knowledge of who I am because when I get broke loose, I'm going to bring my whole family with me, and he say I can be cool with you being saved, but I don't want you saving your whole family. So it's in your best interest to get to where God wants you to, so that your children can end up there. they said to just in my like spirit. This is I was in a, a, a basketball meeting the other day with the coach of the basketball team, and I decided to join the booster club. How many of y'all do something stupid like that before? And so, I'm sitting in the booster club, and listen, the only reason I'm in the booster club is because I like, I like to fuss, and I like to gripe, and I, like to have, I don't like to fuss and gripe for nothing. I like my fussing and gripe to have some purpose behind it, so when I fuss and gripe, I want the whole coach, the superintendent, everybody else to hear about it. Matter of fact, I can't tell y'all what we're going to meet about, but It's in y'all's best interest to come to the school board Tuesday night because I'm going to fuss and gripe because they're trying to do something stupid in this community, and I'm not going to let it happen because it's on my watch in my city, my town, and I'm not standing for it. And they asked me to be quiet about it, so I'm not going to say what it is, but I'm going to ask y'all to show up, all right? Somebody say amen. But I like to fuss. So I'm on on uh, the the, the, the team, um, the the booster club, and I'm sitting in the meeting, and the coach makes a bold statement, and it made me get really excited. And I didn't think about it until she said it. She says, I want y'all parents to know this here. Because we're just not starting the booster club. The, the volleyball team got a booster club. Everybody got a booster club except the basketball team. And so we're trying to start one. And the coach said that it's so funny. The kids who do the best on the team are the ones whose parents join the booster club. Some thought she going to say, because y'all fussed a lot. She said, because apparently y'all have shown enough initiative to show your, your kids that you have a voice. And if you have a voice, you got to get in position. you got to reposition yourself to be heard. And so your kids are seeing you reposition yourself. And she had to say nothing else. Everything else blew my mind. That everything my cat, my child has seen me do now in positioning myself, they now know that less than this is not acceptable. And now the least thing they can do is say, I'm going to do better than daddy. Just because I repositioned myself, my child now have a chance to win because I put myself in a better place than I've ever been before in my life. And they don't have a choice no more. And so now I realize is that in my transitions that I'm going to go through things, is not going to feel good. But it's going to be work. But everyone says it's worth it. Somebody says it's worth it. So we sit here and God wants us to get better. But there's going to be some bumps along the way. Going to be some hits along the way. Listen to this. Whenever you go through something, you have two choices. You can give up and go into survival mode, or you can quit and say that I'm going to go into, I'm sorry, not quit. You can go into the next level and say I'm going to go into thriving mode. Somebody say you can quit and go into survival mode, or you can say I'm going to go into thriving mode. And I'm going to tell you right now, God says I want you to go into thriving mode. Go to the scripture right quick, Brother Darryl. go to my verse. I think it's Luke 13, 6 through 9. Somebody say, God wants me to go into thriving mode. This is one of the best scriptures I can ever read to you. And when all y'all sit down right now I really hear what I got to say. Read this for me real quick. Ready? Read. Then he told the parable, a man had a what? Keep going. And he went to look for fruit on it, but it did not find any. Somebody say, it went into survival mode. Everybody say, went into survival mode. Now, how many of y'all saved here today? That's a scary question to ask in church. I'm going to stop asking that question in church because it made me feel like I ain't doing nothing right. How many of y'all know God in here today? Okay, I got a couple more folks that said amen. All right. Listen, and how many of you know God and you believe, okay, I'm not going to ask a question. I'm going to close my eyes. You believe God and you believe that you're going to go to heaven one day, but you realize every now and then you go into survival mode. Every now and then you quit. Every now and then, you're not producing the fruit you should produce. Every now and then, you're in a place in your life to where I don't want to go to church, I don't want to pray, I don't want to fast. Listen, for some of y'all, it can last a month. I'm only allowed about three days. I'm only allowed Thursday, Friday, and then I better up and get right on Saturday because I got to preach on Sunday. And so it's not an option for me now. If I don't got to preach, I can do about five days, but then I got to start studying again. But we are in some times and our places that we want to just say, God, I don't feel like it right now. I just went through some hell. I want to quit, and I should be allowed to quit. But what if I told you God didn't up looking for fruit from you? This time you quit, but now he sent Sally Sue to get a prayer, but you don't feel like praying. He sent John to come and, and get some of you to speak into his life, but you don't feel like it. And God keeps showing up looking for fruit. And then what if your one week turned to a month, your month turned to three months, your three months turned to three years? Listen to this. He says, then it's told a parable. A man had a fig tree growing in the vineyard, and he went to look for fruit on it, but did not find any. Somebody say, when is the survival mode? Go to my next so he said to the man who took care of the vineyard for three years now I've been coming trying to get fruit off this tree but just because she lost a loved one she don't go to church no more for three years now I've been coming trying to get fruit off this tree But because he lost his job he don't want to pray no more for three years now I've been coming trying to get prayers but you don't want to pray for nobody because you're in pity mode for three years and now I'm like God you're cool you let him go through for three years Listen, he says, for three years now, I've been coming to look for fruit on it, the fig tree, and haven't found any. He says, do what? Cut it down. I'm tired. Can I pause and just put this in a, a different perspective? God told Jesus, cut them all down. Jesus said, huh? You sent me to the cross to die for them, I'm not going to kill them all? No. I went through too much hell for these folks, for you just cut them down. Jesus says, well, let me just just dig around it. Somebody say, dig around it. And then I'm going to read it. He says, found it, cut it down. Why should it use up the soil? Go to my next verse. Sir, the man replied, leave it alone for one more year, and I'll dig around it and fertilize it. Somebody say, leave it alone for one more year. This is what this sermon series picks up at. This sermon series picks back up at your one-year mark. At the beginning of your one-year mark. I want all y'all to assume that you're at the end of your three-year mark. I don't care if it's three days. I don't care if it's three weeks. I don't care if it's three months. I want all y'all to assume that you get one more chance in your most frustrated situation that I'm going to get dig around. So can we all assume we're at our one-year mark? The beginning of our one-year mark and God ain't praying with me no more? Now, be honest, how many of y'all took more than one break? Took more than two breaks. Took more than three breaks. So I got to assume that my time may be running out, that God is tired of my breaks. Okay, I'm by myself. But listen, we're going to pick this up here. we can going to pick up here because what he just said, he says, you have went into survival mode. You're not going to produce anymore because if you produce too much energy, you, you're going to feel as though you gave too much, you've done too much. So all I'm going to do is going to suck up all the soil that I can. I'm going to take up all the air that I can. I'm going to take up all the energy that I can. I'm not going to produce anything. I'm going to keep showing up, taking up everything else. Can I be preachy and a pastor for a second? Just for a second. I'm not going to pay tithes, but I'm going to be the one at the church the longest. I'm not going to pay tithes, but I'm going to eat when they cook. I, I'm sorry. I went, just a moment. I'm back. I'm back. Somebody say amen. Y'all got mad at me that fast? I said, I'm there for a moment. I'm going to come back. I was just petted for five seconds. Now, I don't got my glasses on, so I'm not seeing who's mad at me, but I, I, y'all got quiet. Everybody say amen. How many of you know the one who paid the less screamed the loudest? I'm going to stop. Get back to my word. Somebody say, for three years. He says, what I'm going to do now, how many of y'all ever got comfortable? How many of y'all ever got comfortable before? And listen, this is my new decoration of life is wherever I get dug around at is where I start moving again. Somebody dug. He said, let me dig around it. Let me dig around it, then fertilize it. Somebody say, dig around it and fertilize it. That word dig means to turn the environment around it or turn the area around it. I've been comfortable. I've been cool. I set up my safe place and I'm gonna ride it out till I get to heaven. And all of a sudden, everything that I set up around me started turning. Had a cool job, now I lost a job. Had a cool place to stay, now they asked me to move out. I had everything cool, now everything I had cool is starting to get turned around me. And I always say, where there's frustration, there's a request for elevation, and you just didn't move yet. He start, he start turning. He start turning. He start turning. He start turning. Your job is changing. The house is changing. The neighborhood is changing. The church is changing. Everything's changing. He's turning everything around me. Maybe he's calling me to move, and I just haven't moved. And then he said he fertilize it as he's turning. Then he also tells you what's gonna help you grow: move, change, do different, go different. Somebody said wherever there's aggravation, there's a call for elevation. Say it again, wherever there's aggravation, there's a call for elevation. I'm in a place in my life now for the first time in about 30, how old am I? 39 years. Whenever I go through some stuff in my life, I'm like, everything be good. All of a sudden, I hit a roadblock here. For the first time, I told my wife this a couple weeks ago. I say, that means that God is trying to take me to another level so I can help somebody else out. For the first time in my life, I welcome agitation. Listen, I I don't like it, but I learned now the patterns of God That whenever I start getting agitated, God want me to go to another level in it. I got comfortable. I got settled. So he started digging around me and turning the area around me, making the area around me uncomfortable. And now he'll speak into my life. And if I just listen hard enough, he'll tell me what's my next move. Is this helping anybody this morning? Listen. So you got to hear me. Somebody say, so this this, this thing that's aggravating me is telling me to move. Listen. So God will cause disruption In your settled place, in order to get you to move or grow. And one area that he's gonna do this in is in our, write this down, disabilities. 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 Write in the word disabilities. The word disability, by definition, is a physical or mental condition that limits a person. A physical or mental condition that limits a person. So if we're going to stop surviving and start thriving in our disabilities, God is telling us that because we reach a place where we are physically or mentally limited, somebody say physically and mentally, I can't talk, mentally limited. That means physically that you found that there's something wrong with your body. Mentally you found there's something wrong with your mind. And you were cool before, but all of a sudden now I'm in a place where I found limitations. I was God's favorite. I keep using my wife. Uh, But she's a great example here, and I thank God she's my wife, so I don't have to apologize about it. But I was God's favorite. I was rolling. I was cool. I was good. And all of a sudden, the one who paid the tithes, the one who went to church the most, the one who was saved the most, the one I thought I was the best, now all of a sudden, I hit a brick wall. God, why you attack me? Why you attack my marriage? Why you attack my house? I was doing the best. God said, you were were comfortable. You were comfortable. So now i got to turn some things in your life. Uh, I would be best to say, "How about you turn it?" So God don't have to turn it. In? How about you turn it? So God, in your in your area of life, just find everything in your life that you can get settled in. You got comfortable. say, so God, are you happy with this? If you ain't happy with it, God, let me know now. Don't wait until I get so comfortable to where you disrupt my satisfaction. How about I make myself uncomfortable for a minute? This happen to anybody? Listen, somebody said, "Stop surviving, start thriving." Listen. And it says here, it says, God is telling us just because we reach a place where we are physically or mentally limited don't mean we should shut down and stop striving to obtain what God had called us to do. And if we do, do not expect God to be okay with it. He will start disrupting your environment until you decide you're going to move forward and do what I called you to do. If you stop, don't think God's going to be okay with it. And if you do stop, know for a fact that just like he dug around the fig tree, he's gonna dig around you. Just like he dug around and turned things around the fig tree, he's gonna dig and turn things around you. Listen to this. We found in this story a blind man, and I gotta believe this is what happened to him. And the reason why I say I gotta believe it because it was, it's not factual. Can I, can I be a bit isogenical today? Now every sermon I'm gonna preach you in this series is gonna find you at a place, find a person at a place where he came back to Jesus, but we really don't know what happened before. But through the inspiration God gave me, I gotta believe that He gave me some inspiration that the isogential approach I'm gonna take it gotta be true. Somebody say isogential. means that I don't know, but I gotta believe it. Somebody say isogential. Reason why I'm isogential is because I'm gonna give you three assumptions and one fact today that I, I gotta believe that what took this blind man. From a place of being, uh, surviving to a place of thriving. Someone say three assumptions and one fact. Somebody say disabilities. I'm mentally, I'm physically unable to do something. I was good before, but I'm mentally and physically unable to do something. Have you have, ever had anybody who had a disability in the kingdom of God? I, I got to think about my sister. They got cancer. I'm physically and mentally unable, and God, I have an excuse to shut down now. I got cancer. Did you ever stop going? You you it's, you, you you stop showing up mentally, but you had to keep going physically because if you ever quit, you might have died. Somebody say I'm physically and mentally unable. Now I got every excuse to shut down. I want to go into survival mode. And I gotta believe this man who was blind had the same thing. But I gotta talk about his transition and what I believe happened. The first thing that I know happened, I gotta believe happened. Someone say that was write this down. That was an uh, no no no. That was an aware of his disability. That was an awareness of a disability. There was an awareness of a disability. Write the word awareness down. Every last one of us, if we ever been disabled, there is an awareness of our disability. The word awareness means knowledge or perception of a situation or fact. Knowledge or perception of a situational fact. There were disability means mental or physical limitations. Mental or physical limitations. There was a specific place and time when he was made aware of his physical limitations. Now this man here was born blind. This man was born blind. So many of y'all would think, well, he'd been knowing he blind his whole life. Somewhere along the way, he thought he was normal. And said so one day, he heard someone talking about something they saw that he didn't see. Listen, my whole life, I was cool at one years old. I'm making it. I'm getting by. I was cool at two years old. I'm making it. I'm getting by. But one day, somebody said they see a red strawberry. And I don't know it's a strawberry. It tastes sweet. Mama never told me that it was red. I never, no one talked colors around me. And all of a sudden, my sister that came along, who's younger than me, who's less opportune than I am, and she talking about it's red. What's red? What's red? What's purple? What's, what's green? What's tall? What's short? All I know is what he And listen, I believe one day it rests in his mind, I'm not like everybody else. One day it rests in his mind, he came aware that I am disabled, I'm limited and now I have two choices. I can shut down, or I can say, you know what? I'm going to have a, hella, a hell and killer mode. I'm not stopping. Every last one of us have a moment in life to where we find out we're not like somebody else. I thought I was the best singer until she showed up. And I I thought that I was doing good, and they said I'm tone deaf and and I can't hear. But I was good last month, but now y'all ain't got a new singer. Now y'all don't want to hear me. I was blind until now. I thought I was good. Now they just come aware that I'm not as good as I thought I was. You got two choices. Are you going to keep singing, or are you going to shut down and say, I ain't going to sing for none of y'all? I thought I could preach until the church said amen loud to my wife. Can I be real? See, we, we, we about... Two and a half years past. I can talk about it now. I ain't gonna preach no more. They ain't gotta say amen to me like they say amen to her. Sing, first lady. Preach, first. She sing and preach. Why, okay? You were good until you found out that you wasn't as good as you thought you was. What do you do now when somebody else's destination is a little bit further than yours? And are you gonna stop now because you ain't as good as you thought you was? Someone that had to be an awareness of disability. And I only This, this dude, I, I can imagine that maybe about five. Now, he's a grown man now. We're going to talk about that in a second. He's a grown man now. I can only imagine maybe around five he actually found out I can't see. Maybe around a year ago you found out that I got some type of sickness or some type of illness in my body. Maybe you just found out a week ago that you got an issue, a problem, and you were doing good, and now I hit this roadblock in my life that I'm not what I thought I was, and now I got limitations in my life. I ain't got a tattoo in my life that I don't think I deserve it. And here I am. What do I do next? Somebody say, obvious? No. The first thing is awareness. Now we're going to deal with the second point. Somebody say, obvious disconnect. Obvious disconnect. There was an awareness of a disability. Still talking about the blind man. I don't know, Uncle Joe. But I got to believe it because God just put in my heart that this man didn't just show up one day and say, I want to be healed. He's a grown man. So one day he had to be aware that he was unable to see. And one day it had to be an obvious disconnect. Baby, you no, know, I know it had to be an obvious disconnect. Obvious means it's plain in sight. Disconnect means no longer connected to what you used to be connected to because he's a grown man. If it wasn't an obvious disconnect, I had to believe he would have got set free and got in sight at 13, 14, 15, 16. I got to believe that he got so frustrated where he was, say, don't no, forget it. I'm blind. I got an excuse not to keep going for it. I'm blind. Everybody else is doing better than me. I'm blind. Anybody's wow. got cancer, so I'm going to sit down and shut down. It went from one day to two days to two months to two years. This man is a grown man, still blind. Grown man. Some of y'all say, well, maybe it was just because Jesus came along early. No, I got to believe that he could have asked for healing a long time ago. But somebody said it was an obvious disconnect. I don't want to preach no more. I don't want to pray no more. I don't want to do this anymore. I go into survival mode. I can't imagine that. Listen, I can picture it. He set his house up. I know everything at my house. I know the bathroom at. I know the kitchen at. I know the bedroom at. I ain't got to leave my house. Listen, I know exactly what kind of job I got. I know I'm not making enough money, but I know is every day I got a place to come to work to. I don't have to work for this no more. I ain't got to pray. I can show up the church when I want to show up to church. I can I can pray when I want to pray. I can fast when I want to fast. I know exactly my husband going to be here. My kids going to be here. I know I've set it all up. I'm Listen, I know I should get more, but I'm going to learn how to get comfortable. I mean, we got five kids in a two-bedroom apartment, but listen, I know where we're going to live at every night. I ain't going to be in my car no more. I ain't going to worry about being... Listen, I know where everything is going to be at. Listen, listen. My mama suffered. My daddy didn't have everything I thought we should have. So I know when I get married, I'm going to get just a little bit more than my mama and my daddy had to me. And I'm going to be all right. Paying $700 a month, two-bedroom, I mean, two-car garage, three-bedroom, upstairs, downstairs, front yard, backyard. I was set. We're not moving. I am surviving. I know God called me the better. My wife is pregnant with a bigger baby. But I say, abort that thing. We're not going no higher. We're not doing no more. I'm safe. I'm comfortable, I'm blind, but I know everything. Someone say obvious disconnect. I don't want more. Don't talk to me about it. If I go to church and get prophesied too much, I'm gonna stop going to church. I don't want nothing else. Everything I have now is comfortable. Don't leave. If you're married to me, you don't want you want more? Go. I don't want nothing. All I want is what I have. I know everything If I get a bigger house, I got to relearn this house. I'm blind, God. What you expect from me? I'm blind. I'm blind. I got fired three times. What do you expect from me? Apparently I got an issue that everybody else don't see. But I know it's there, so I'm comfortable. Somebody say, obvious disconnect. After obvious disconnect, I guarantee you comes an awful discomfort. Awful. Awful. Somebody say awful. That means really bad. Discomfort means you won't be able to rest no more. Can we talk for a second? I'm almost done. Somebody say awful discomfort. So I can only imagine Brother Devin, I don't know for sure. He went home one day in this comfortable environment. I know where the bathroom's at. I know where the kitchen's at. I know where my bedroom's at. I don't want nothing else. I'm mad at God. I didn't stop. I'm still praying, but I'm not going nowhere. I'm not doing anything else. And one day, I got to believe everything he set up, he lost it. He lost his house. Maybe some friends that show up and take him to the, to the market, and we'll walk you through the market. His friend moved. Maybe he had old faithful uh, horse that he can just jump from the back of that horse and the horse just know how to get to market back. His horse died. Everything got turned upside down. I was comfortable. I had the job. And God called me and said, no, you're supposed to be on a better job. And all of a sudden I got fired. Fired? God, I wasn't bothering you. I wasn't fooling with you. I paid my tithes. I showed up. But God said it was more in you. and You got comfortable. So I dug around you. I dug the house up, I dug the car up, I dug it up. You got too comfortable. Wherever there's aggravation, there's a push for elevation. He wants more. And if he was cool with it, you'll be comfortable. But he says, I'm not letting you be comfortable in your disability. If that's the case, you got to get a smaller house and get used to that one. But I'm not going to leave you alone until I go where you want to go. He says, I want more. I'm cool being single, and now you keep getting situations that you can't afford by yourself. I'm cool being on this job, but like I said, the job lets you go. I'm cool, but yet everywhere you go, there's no comfortable around you at all. Somebody say he's turning it. Somebody say he's turning it. Listen, listen. number one, there's an awareness of disability. Number two, there's an obvious disconnect. Number three, there's an awful discomfort. Can we go to number four? I said three assumptions, one fact. Don't know if all three of those was the case. I don't know, but I got to believe it. A grown man finally showing up. But one thing I do know there's now a willingness to be put on display. I can't imagine. He's sitting here, and listen, he's sitting here and he's going through my house. No longer have the things I had comfortable, no longer have everything I has comfortable is no longer comfortable. And now I'm agitated. And listen, God, his disciples over here, they don't know what's really going on, only God knows what's going on. And they see me showing up blind, saying, God, give me my sight back, God give me my sight back, God give me my sight back, God give me the job you want me to have, God give me the car, God give me the things you want me to have. And listen, but they don't know, the disciples don't know I was comfortable for a long time. And they don't know that me showing up right now because I've been going through hell. And the disciples says, who sinned, his mama or his daddy? And Jesus being here knowing that, that he knew the whole story, all he think is, <laughs> neither one. What he went through, the thing he got comfortable in was for God to get the glory and for him to be put on display. But he didn't want to go through no display. He didn't want to go through no problems. But finally he's showing up with a willingness to say, God, whatever you want me to do, God. Whatever you want me to do, God, I'm so uncomfortable. Whatever you want me to do, heal me. Whatever you got to do, do it, God. God tells the disciples, man, what I'm seeing, everything he went through was for God to get the glory, and he didn't want to give it to him. But what you're really seeing now is a show up. He's finally showing up for the elevation.